am Lemuel Gonzalez, repentant sinner, and along with Amity Armstrong, your heavenly host, I invite you to find a place in the pew for today's painless Sunday school lesson, Without Works. This week we are discussing church and state, how it is supposed to be separate, and how our activist court is eroding that separation. The First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution states, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. The two parts known as the, quote, Establishment Clause and the, quote, Free Exercise Clause, respectively, form the textual basis for the Supreme Court's interpretations of the Separation of Church and State Doctrine. Three central concepts were derived from the First Amendment, which became America's doctrine for church-state separation. No coercion in religious matters, no expectation to support a religion against one's will, and religious liberty encompasses all religions. In some, citizens are free to embrace or reject a faith, and support for religion, financial or physical, must be voluntary, and all religions are equal in the eyes of the law with no special preference or favoritism. In two cases this term, the conservative majority of the Supreme Court made it abundantly clear that there's little room for the separation of church and state in its regressive constitutional framework. In Carson v. Macon, the court held for the first time that a state must fund a religious activity as part of an educational aid program. Maine's tuition assistance program pays for students in rural areas with no public high school to attend another public or private school. Concerned with maintaining a strong separation between religion and government, Maine has long prohibited the use of public funds to finance religious instruction and indoctrination. Many other states have adopted similar provisions, in some instances dating back two centuries, and with good reason. Avoiding a compulsory taxpayer support for religion lies at the heart of the Constitution's religious liberty protections. In fact, James Madison, the principal author of the First Amendment, explicitly warned against taxpayer funding of religion, including religious education, because it would be the first step in allowing the government to force citizens to conform to the preferred faith of those in power. For these reasons, the Supreme Court has previously respected states' ability to restrict taxpayer support for religious educational activities. Indeed, for decades, the court rejected efforts to direct government funds to religious uses. In Carson, however, six justices disregarded these long-standing historical church-state concerns. According to the court, state funding of religious indoctrination is not only permissible, but now required in some circumstances. The Carson majority thus firmly placed the free exercise rights of the Christian plaintiffs over the Establishment Clause rights of the Bremer broader populace. One week later, it did the same in public school football coach who prayed with his players while on duty, ignoring well-established precedent that prohibits school officials from participating in prayer with students, the majority embraced what one lower court judge called, quote, a deceitful narrative spun by the Kennedy and his lawyers. The court characterized the coach's prayers as, quote, quiet and, quote, personal, but they were nothing of the sort. Coach Kennedy delivered his prayers audibly at the 50-yard line immediately after games, often surrounded by students. The court said that Kennedy had abandoned any attempt to pray with the students, but in fact, he repeatedly demanded that he be, 
be able to continue praying with his students, declaring that he was, quote, helping these kids be better people. The court also claims that no students were coerced into prayer, but the record shows that at least some players joined Kennedy in prayer solely to avoid separating themselves from their team. And in any event, that misses the broader point. As the court had recognized for over half a century, merely forcing students to choose between participating in teacher-led prayer, protesting, or avoiding certain school activities where official prayer occurs is inherently coercive and therefore unconstitutional. At least it was until now. What are the chances that these two rulings will stand? Have they been challenged already, to your knowledge? They have not been challenged um, because it's going to take cases to go all the way through. The, there's, I don't think anybody planned or, or thought that these things were going to happen. Mm. So they don't have in the court pipeline, which is a real thing, um, cases to challenge these precedents. So I would guess 10 to 15 years before these things get reversed. Uh, we've talked about Roe. We'll talk about it more. They've officially gone ahead and overturned Roe v. Wade. We haven't talked since they actually did it. Um, that's going to take longer. Yeah. Uh, and as the court stands right now, without significant changes, i.e. the addition of additional justices or the provision for term limits, these justices are going to be on this court for a very long time, specifically Kavanaugh, Coney Barrett, um, and Roberts. Right. Uh, Clarence Thomas, I don't even want to say what I want to say. God willing, will die in the near future. Like, I, he's an old man. Right. I, I, I hate that that's how I feel, but that's legitimately how I feel. He, uh, he's taken a lot from me this year and more from me over the course of his term. And I am the least from whom he's taken. So mm. I have a real problem with him. Um, and then, like, Amy Coney Barrett's in her, she's younger than I am, I believe, or just my age. She could be on that court for 50 years. So it's going to be a long time unless mm. radical changes are made or we just have our revolution and that's just what happens. I wanted to address this topic in particular. Yeah. Because, and, and, I guess this episode and some of the others will be uh, aimed at trying to understand why this is wrong to people who just accept Christianity as an umbrella term right? for a group of beliefs that accepts uh, persecution of homosexuality, right? Uh, the um, pushing of the death penalty, the... Um, Forced the further. The life Yeah. Quote let's, unquote, let's let's movement. call it forced birth. Forced birth, because <laughs> uh, they are nothing right. about pro life. <laughs> um, well, yeah. <sighs> so what winds up happening? Uh, what I want to address these uh, during some of our episodes. Now, yeah. 
which because of my recovery and other reasons are going to be sort of irregular. Yeah, we're we're trying we're, to do this as regularly as we can. We also mm. have big feelings. Yes. And are trying not to swear on this religious podcast. Right. So well, we have to digest and remember the purpose of this, we do this is not even just it's not a religious podcast, it's an education podcast. It isn't we're we're educating. Because what we want to do We're is, trying to educate the people who won't listen to it. Right. So and so Hi, welcome. It, we love you. Except we are mad at you. In some effect, it's preaching to the choir. Yeah. But on the other hand, um, what we're also doing is reaching the number of people in the middle who don't understand what's going on. Right. Because they assume that if they're members of this faith, they have to vote in a block this way. Yeah. And this is not what we do. Nope. Um, the idea that any one faith becomes the faith of this country is inherently morally wrong. Because... Well, it, you, but you believe, mm -hmm. from a Christian perspective, for specifically Christianity to become the, the state religion of any country right. is a problem. Yes. It's not because it's America and the Constitution. It's because no. it's the state. Right. Because it's mortal government, mm -hmm. the spiritual I, government. <laughs> I don't understand what the justices or what the people who are supporting them are aiming at. I'm not sure when theocracy ever worked anywhere. Yeah, it doesn't the have example, a good track right. record. The examples that we have in the Old Testament are kind of horrible. Yeah. And so there's a period where once... Israel becomes a nation, there are judges who sort of ride circuits around. And these are very famous people, Deborah, who you've talked about judges before. Judges of the book Judges. Right, exactly. You may know them from their work <laughs> in judges. judges. Or Samson, um, who was another judge. Uh -huh. uh, and oddly... He wants to slice a baby. Right. No, that's no, Solomon. Solomon, excuse me. I'm so and sorry. It's an S-N name, and I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> The Samson's the one that Regina Samson with the beautiful hair. Right. So there was a period of judges, and then from there, the people wanted a king because they were done the very last of these sort of judge prophets with Samuel. It was always being administered by somebody. As Loki says, all humanity wants is to be ruled. Well, I don't think that's entirely true, but. I think that... They don't want to be in charge of all the decisions. Right. That's, that's why we're not a democracy. Because nobody wants to get out once a year and do the trash route. That's, that's what would happen in a regular, like in a straight up democracy. Can't do it on a large scale. Right. You can't do it on the scale that we have now. Scale. And so now we have this country that's enormous. Yes, it's massive. And has... It's massive in scale. Mm -hmm. It's massive in population. It's massive in variability and many different languages and many many different faiths yep and uh, we have a mutual friend that uh, spent some time in Egypt recently okay and that's a majority Muslim country yes and she spent time with her friends who are Coptic Christians and that they were very strongly they weren't persecuted as much as they were discriminated against that's that's the persecution by any other name. Right. They weren't well, being actively stoned in the streets, no. but they were being denied entrance denied to 
jobs, jobs, good paying jobs. They were uh, rental. They were redlined. They were, presumably, effectively redlined. The way that red. we treat black people in this country is the way that Christians are treated in some other right. countries. Not in this one. And they think that's a big, a big, huge, massive part of this puzzle mm-hmm. is the is the war between American individualism and what freedom is. Right. Freedom, your religious freedom, has literally nothing to do with me. Unless I am denying you some sort of rights based on the fact that you are that religion. Mm -hmm. Your religious freedom doesn't get to come over to me, though. That's I get to be free from religion, if that's what I choose, uh, as does every citizen in this country. Well, until three weeks ago or so. I I think that Christianity should not, under any circumstances, be a faith about intimidating and pressuring people. It was a faith that was pressured and crushed under so many times. It's the greatest heroes in Christianity are the martyrs who died. The first generation who were tortured and killed. These were people who fought to try to present somebody with another way of life. They did not see it as them becoming the oppressor. Right. But... However, when it's accepted by a government, I'll tell you a story, briefly. This is Matthew 4.11. So Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. This is after he's baptized by John the Baptist. And he fasts 40 days and 40 nights, and he was hungry. And the devil appears to him and says, you know, of course, he gives him three temptations, one of which is, if you're hungry, if you're the Son of God, here, take this stone and make it into bread. And he refuses, using the scripture. And then he says, well, if you're the son of God, why go through the trouble of all the suffering and death? Throw yourself from the top of this mountain, and the angels will come and rescue you. You won't dash your foot against the stone. It says so in the scripture. And Jesus says, no. And the last one he says, again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. He says, I will give this to you if you'll throw down it you'll throw yourself down and worship me. This is the interesting part. All the kingdoms of the world are in his power. The devil's power. Satan. The Satan's who we're talking about. Right. (laughs) And in older translations, it's made even more clear. All these kingdoms, these past governmental... Right. Report to me. me. Yep. Why? Because... Every government, everywhere. Because power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And if you are the king, Mm -hmm. you have absolute power, which means you are absolutely corrupted. And what does corrupted mean? In service to Satan. Right. If if you translate it that way. (laughs) And that story always interested me as a kid, because I don't hear many people talk about that third temptation. So he's saying, what he's doing is two things. He's offering Jesus, again, a way to... Avoid pain. Avoid the suffering of what he has to do. Yeah. And at the same time, but look, they're all mine to give. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which, the other thing is, is the devil not a liar? Yes, he is a liar. So, was that true? And here's the thing, here's <laughs> my question. The ambiguity of that statement yeah. is, it's uh, Jesus' response to his worship the Lord your God and him sir, and serve him only. He doesn't say, you're a liar. No, he doesn't. Yeah. He so, just, he <laughs> sidesteps it. He's like, I'm not going to call you on your BS. Right. But I'm not going to interact with it either. When we look at the history of this country in particular, uh-uh. all right, this country, this supposedly Christian country that we live in, is built on... It's not. Okay. Genocide of the indigenous people. Absolutely. Is built on slavery. Near genocide of the... The African population right. yes. is built on failed promises and then an attempt at genocide with Asian people. Absolutely. It's any group that didn't exist, starting with the American Indians through the Mexicans and the blacks and the Chinese and the Jap, everyone. The Japanese, they Japanese put in, in straight camps. up but, concentration camps. I don't even like the term internment camp right. because it softens it so that we don't have to look at it in the, fa- in the face, and I don't like that. This is not a nation that, as we read in my old history book, remember the, the Abeka Christian uh, book, uh, school, uh, or rather the parochial school textbook, was it uh, has this quote about how it was as if God had held it back to be discovered. Manifest destiny, right. and we would grab it from sea to shining sea. We of course we do, and of... it's tied, that's that American exceptionalism right. that's tied into being, you know, little kids being told America's the greatest, and as an American, you deserve, mm. you are entitled to, you get, right. and none of that is true right <laughs> like it's as true as the supremacy of the quote-unquote right white race which mm-hmm. first of all doesn't exist right and second of all is if we just look at european americans or european and their descendants not superior <laughs> to anyone so except in terms of doing the most damage to other cultures and i don't know that how that's su- supreme there's a john 6:15 jesus has performed a miracle the people jesus knowing that they intended to come and make him their king by force withdrew himself to, into a mountain <laughs> just into it's a like mountain? That, <laughs> no, he just, and he, he had a gift for apparently for being really evasive in crowds. Oh, withdrew uh, again withdrew again to a mountain mm-hmm. by himself. He's yeah. not into a mountain. Well, I'm sorry. I just was like no. you don't see me. <laughs> well, apparently he He found a cave. He he's real good at finding caves and then getting really, away from right. them. <laughs> he did this several times, both when they were trying to originally kill him because it wasn't time yet. It's like, no, you're not going to stone me yet. I had too much to do. And then other times... I've got a timeline, people. <laughs> right. There's a schedule. Times, I sent you the itinerary. Come on. Right, he did. He spent hundreds of years sending you the itinerary. Well, I mean... But he does this thing where he knows they're going to try to make him king by force. So, And he does it by force. He does not want to be king. Yeah, which is wild. Right. 
does not want to be king. This is not what I want. Yeah. I do not want people bowing down to me. I don't want people bowing and scraping to me. He never claimed himself to even be the king of the Jews. No. So, uh, another scripture, Mark twelve thirteen through 17. And they sent to him some of the Pharisees, who we read about before, talked about, and some of the Herodians who to trap him in his talk. And they came to him and said, Teacher, we know that you are true, and do not care about anyone's opinion, for you are not swayed by appearances, and truly teach the way of God. This is this is just sort of buttering him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've talked about flattery, this flattery, before. Flattery. Hey, you are the shiz. So riddle me this, Christ. Right. Is it lawful to pay tax to Caesar or not? Should we pay them or should we not? But knowing their hypocrisy, he said to them, Why put me to the test? Bring me a denarius and let me look at it. It's the coin of the realm. And they brought one, and he said to them, Whose likeness and inscription is on this? And they said to him, Caesar's. And Jesus said to them, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. Which makes me wonder about a tithe. But I'm just asking. It's fine. We don't have to get into right. it. I'm just... <laughs> the... Yeah, he said pay your taxes, right. and don't get me involved... I'm not getting nonsense. between you and your government. The Roman government was in charge of Judea at the time. Mm -hmm. They were ruthless. I mean... The, as the, a conqueror, people will be. Right. As a colonizer, situ civilization the will be. colonized a great deal of the world. Mm -hmm. And so when they colonized Judea, it was a lot more trouble than they thought it would be, being such a small place. However, those are the places that give you the most trouble. I mean... I mean, Jesus, in all likelihood, came back from Egypt as a three-year-old boy along the main road into Jerusalem alongside hundreds of crucified bodies that Pontius Pilate had put there as a... As warnings? As warnings. You'd think one or two would do. If you were into the hundreds, what you're doing, were, it doesn't work. Yes, and it... it it was something that he saw all the time. Sort of how I feel about the death penalty. Right. There are people killed every, you know, like consistently all the time. Right. Which means that the death penalty is not a deterrent. Yeah. So, <laughs> in this particular case, he's looking at this saying, I, I don't want to, what do you want me to do? You want me to, the subtext is, you want me to support the zealots? Yeah. So that we can raise an army to overthrow the Romans, and that way you can turn me over to the Romans as a traitor. Yep. Or you want me to support the zealots honestly and get all of them killed like I've seen my entire life. Yeah. And instead, if we don't do that, and we instead of trying to change the Romans or change the zealots, change ourselves, right. we will become better people. Right. This is not going to happen by... You know, as he later said, the person who lives by the sword dies by the sword. You keep going around poking a bear, the bear pokes back, you get into a huge fight, you're both dead. Yeah. Nah, you're probably dead. The bear's probably wounded. Well, Rome, using that parallel, Rome was the bear. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, in that case, then, the bear's definitely going to be fine. You are the one that is going to be in trouble. You're enraging this animal that is just has all these resources. and you They hadn't tipped it. yet. So, yeah, no. Rome was not going to fall to this. Mm -hmm. That wasn't what was going to call it, cause it. Not yet. No. It needed more time to, you know, self-destruct. But the the idea that he was just, I'm going to avoid all these political conversations. I'm not going to be a part of that. Because what you're trying to do is set it up so that 
there's an excuse for the Romans to get me or an excuse for the loyal Jews to separate from me, and I'm not going to have anything to do with it. Right. Um, the third quote, to me, is really the most important of these, aside from the story of the, the temptation, which is John 18, 33 through 36. So Pilate, at this point, Jesus is, and we've talked about this when we talked about Easter, yeah. Good Friday, that Jesus was passed back and forth between the Sanhedrin and Herod and Pilate back and forth all night because nobody wanted to take responsibility. They realized that this was going to come down on whoever right, pulled, exactly. the, pulled the trigger colloquially. So they didn't want to do it. Right. Even Pilate didn't want to do it, although Pilate was the only one in the end who had the authority to do so. Um, so Pilate entered his headquarters again and called Jesus to, and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered, Do you say this of your own accord, or did others say this about me? And Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? And Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting, that I would not be delivered to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from this world. And he says this, it's the story that's told twice in the Gospels. It's like, this isn't what I came for. Jesus wants no part of this. No. Jesus does not, I mean, he doesn't, this is going to sound really awful, because we, we've taken the notion of a heavenly father and turned it into like a heavenly elderly grandfather who just wants to pat you on the head and has candy in his pockets he gives you and he tells you entertaining stories or well, teaches yeah, you how to and fish. If you, you know, and if you love him hard enough, he will bless you with wealth. He'll bless you oh. with wealth and he'll help you win your football game. There's so much wrong with everything involved with this story. You're forcing yeah. people into religious education. You're forcing them to learn about... It's not that you're forcing them into... The, the religious education... Well, the indoctrination, I would argue, the prayer in schools is going to be a thing. Yes. And you know it's going to you know put the kibosh on it is mm. the Church of Satan, probably. Because the Church of Satan will start right. infiltrating but, these situations. But it's going to take... It needs, it needs, though, people like me to do more. It, it shouldn't it be... It needs people who... Right. Who believe themselves to be Christian mm -hmm. and don't agree with this skewed, capitalistic, um, hate-mongering that is what is being thrown around as Christianity. Like, one of the things that, that we come to odds about with Christian, Christianity and, and uh, the word Christian even mm -hmm. um, a lot is... But that's not real Christianity. And I, that's your argument. Mm -hmm. And my argument is, it doesn't matter. And the regular person out there who is either of no faith or of, you know, sort of spiritual but not religious, wasn't raised in the church, and a lot of people who were raised in a church don't know any different. The people who say that they are Christians and spout Christianity from from their chest mm -hmm. are charlatans. Right. But it doesn't matter because they're the only ones we see. So we need to see more see, voices yes. like yours. Well, we need so to see, you believe yeah. that it matters that they are not speaking about true Christianity. Right. And I am telling you, it doesn't matter. They have 
stolen that from you. They are co-opting it from you, and they will use the terminology for their own power. Points of view. You're looking at it as an agnostic, and I'm looking at it as a person who's. I'm looking at it. Forget agnostic. It's that's not what I'm looking. I'm looking at it as a citizen of the United States, watching Christians, people who are full-throated, calling themselves Mm. Christians from their chests co-opting your religion for detrimental, terrible, grievous harm. And so, yeah, I have to go, well, then I have to be against Christianity because that's what it is right now. And it's unfortunate, mm-hmm. but you guys have to clean your house. Like That's the thing. I can't do anything right. about these people saying that they're Christians. You and know, I, I'm t- I can it, talk it to you about this and we can put the show out. People of faith mm-hmm. to go, this is not what I believe. This isn't it. This is not. This does not represent me. This does not represent what the actual text says. Yes. The, but then they need to push legally and they need to push right. in community and they need, like, to burn this cancer out of right. Chris, the not, Christianity of right. America. Well, I made the <laughs> joke when we first started that, and it was a, in, probably in poor taste, that uh, fundamentalism was the cancer in the body of Christ. I think that's... Fundamentalism is the cancer in the body of anything. Right. It's. I think in the. It has a lot more truth to it than I thought of when I mm-hmm. said it, sort of like offhandedly. Well, and it's. We've been doing the show for a few years, mm-hmm. and it's getting. It's getting worse. worse. So. And really, it's not getting worse. I, the The plans that have been laid since the seventies right. are coming to fruition. Well, and we've actually researched those plans. Of I course, think to yeah. a certain extent, we've we when we were talking about abortion the very right. first time. Yeah, we this went. This was a this. plan. This yeah. was a plan originally helping with segregation. Was, Amy Coney Barrett right. was br- literally mm-hmm. bred for th- yeah for this. She was born into a family that raised her. To do what she has is doing, and that's why I keep thinking that at some point, some other which sounds like a conspiracy theory, and it super is it, and it's like, mm, yeah. When I say these things, I'm just like, that sounds. I understand. Like you are paranoid, but it is true. (laughs) I think that. I'm sorry. It's worse than you thought. Yeah, the first time. Yeah, it's. But, um, yeah, I I think it really is up to, it really is up to people of faith. When you mentioned the Church of Satan, that's the kind of thing that irks me, because they will. And they they absolutely will, and it shouldn't be their job to do this. No, it shouldn't be. It should it's, be yeah. our job to do this. Yeah, our you've got to, we've got to, it's just like, it's like not me. people of color's job to correct mm. white people who are acting right. out of pocket. It's white people's job to be like, that's racist. That's unacceptable. Right. That's appropriation. That's for us to do. We should be doing it more. But when it comes to this, it's like this is my faith, and mm-hmm. you can't use it that way. Mm-hmm. You can't. I mean, we can sit there and we can go back and forth and scripture after whatever. Yeah. But the thing is, I'm aiming for the people who don't a, know, don't, don't know, know any better, well, maybe. but who either don't know their own faith well enough mm-hmm. and get led by a charismatic leader or an institution. Because that happens when you're a kid. Of course. I was a kid. I was sitting there listening to you. Or if you 
have to go yeah. every week because your parents go and you don't you don't You're get any app. Right? Yes, that's indoctrination and that's what is happening. Yeah, and I am, and has happened. I equally believe that people are indoctrinated in secular lifestyles that turn them away from this kind of thing. So it happens in both directions. Right. However, forcing someone to believe or to, to 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 take on the appearance of believing, like I'm going to kneel on my head and pretend to pray, all that does is hurt that person's chance to ever have faith. Right. Which to me is always going to be a good thing if a person has some kind of faith. Okay. And and I don't think that... I mean, there are some people... I, I came to this realization when I was in the hospital. And um, I was getting... I was recovering from uh, the surgery. Yes. But I wanted to thank uh, my doctor. Dr. Yakov, who's apparently a remarkable man, uh, by all accounts. And uh, I didn't know how to thank him because I didn't know if he was a person of faith. I didn't want to say, God bless you, necessarily. Although That's more thought than a lot of people give. But what I thought was, I thanked him very honestly, and his assistant surgeon, and I, I mentioned to them that I believed in God. And as a person who honestly believes in God, I can say, that whether or not Dr. Yaakov believes, I believe is he has a gift. He was able to take away this horrible pain I was suffering and put me on a really good path to recovery. And it's going to be a, Long. a year yeah. or so, I was last told. But it's the quality of life is so much better now. Yeah. And I'm actually realizing um, what I was putting up with before that I didn't need to. Mm -hmm. How long I was putting up with this. I realized that to a, a person, if he does or doesn't have faith, what it means is that the God that I believe in expresses himself through people like that might not even believe in him. Mm -hmm. Big talk from the man who says, believe in nothing before me. <laughs> Fatherhood mellowed him out. <laughs> but what it, it came across to me was every good work done in the world by people of goodwill of any stripe, whether they're Christians or Muslims or Jews or atheists or Buddhists or whatever, Satanists? No. <laughs> Church of Satan is good people. One of them's good, one of them's... <laughs> yeah, then there's the actual Satanists. Which, and then there's the Church of Satan, which are essentially are people who are reacting against organized religion. Yeah. Well, which, not just against organized religion, mm, against the... Abuse of organized abuse religion. Abuse of organized religion. That's so absolutely... It's like it there's a parody Satanism and there's a genuine Satanism that you don't want to get involved in. But... For these people of goodwill, um, I can say how every good action they commit contributes to strengthening my faith. So I don't, I don't want a world 
where people are turning away from the possibility because we're kind of forcing them into it. Yeah. And the it that we're forcing them into is a gross bastardization of what the actual thing is. Which is strange. You think that with so much knowledge available at your fingertips, people would read and stuff, but they don't want to. They want to be given answers. They want to be... It's easier. I don't don't understand that because I don't trust anybody that much. I'm going to need to see some source material. But I'm that type of person. Uh, but yeah, the the indoctrinization of evangelicals by their families combined with the dismantling of the public education system and the, the truth-telling there right. is only going to get us into more worse places. Because it's not like they're going to church on Sunday and then going to school on Monday and learning about the Trail of Tears. Schools are taking that stuff out of the curriculum. They're whitewashing our history. So now they're just getting lies from everywhere. And you cannot blame children for not knowing. I mean, it's... It's funny because I say you can't blame children for not knowing, but if they have access to technology at a certain point, I will be starting to blame children for not knowing. I did not have access to a large library or any kind of internet when I was a child. Neither did you. You may have had libraries, but you certainly didn't have the internet. Now it's getting a little harder for me to be like, well, they've just been lied to. They've just been lied to. But I also have done research on the internet and gone down rabbit holes that I knew were full of lies. But if they, if I believed what they were baiting me with, I would have 100% believed yeah. what they were telling me. I mean, we know a very smart person who I believe has been sucked into some conspiracy theory stuff and some misinformation stuff. And we just monitor that behavior. <laughs> And we try to say, she's a smart person who's an adult, but you could tip into cults so quick. Mm. You could tip into, you know, one of these dark corners of the internet, and there are predators there of all stripes right. ready to tell you what the, you, what you want to hear to get you to behave the way they want you to behave. Yeah. And that's really but in- hard. This journal, I think, um, I read today, and I'll just say this in closing. Okay. Uh, about um, the Pope visiting. The, the current Pope? Yes, the current Francis? Pope, Pope Francis. He uh, began a long sought after act of reconciliation in Canada. Um, after where. Uh, the Catholic Church had forced their teachings and their disciplines and to homicidal extents yeah, on the, the indigenous people. Indigenous people, they're finding the mass graves at the, right. at the Christian schools, yeah. So he, uh, he went and uh, attended a powwow. He 
he's wearing a war bonnet. Yes. With the other chiefs, they respected him as a chief, so he gets a bonnet. I appreciate that this pope is admitting to and apologizing for the Catholic Church's history. There is a lot to admit to, a lot to apologize for, probably a lot of reparations of various types to be made. So the fact that he is willing at least to admit and apologize is a step that previous popes were not about. And I appreciate that about this one. I am sorry, deeply sorry, for the ways in which, regrettably, many Christians supported the colonizing mentality of the powers that oppressed the indigenous people. And that in itself is such a statement. Also the fact that he claims those people. Right. You don't want to claim these people who claim Christianity but are acting differently. He mm. is claiming those people because they are using his Yeah. They're you they're 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 wearing his robes. They're 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 dressed up in his regalia. They have his book. Right. So whether or not they're wolves in sheep's clothing, they're his sheep, and he is going to go ahead and claim them, which is also a pretty powerful step for him to have taken. He continued, It is painful to think of how the firm soil of values, language, and culture that have made up the authentic identity of your people was eroded, and that you've continued to pay the price of this. I ask forgiveness in particular for the ways in which many members of of the church and religious communities operated not least through their indifference in projects of cultural destruction and forced assimilation promoted by governments of that time, which culminated in a system of residential schools. To me, the fact that, again, he performs this very public act of contrition. Mm -hmm. To have the Pope Pope say, I humbly beg, is a big deal. It's not going to be enough for some people, fair, but I think it was enough for for a lot of people, and I hope that it helps with the healing. Right. But also, give them some money. Hey, Catholic Church, you know what you could do? You could um, send money to preserve those languages and cultures that you did a real good job of stamping down till they were almost gone it's the catholic church is very odd too because it moves in strange ways there'll be funding that you find out was from the catholic church or funding that, oh great if yeah. you and if you don't want to tell us about it fine if those indigenous communities get it yeah. i don't need to hear about it but, I will um, keep calling on you to give them some money, but oh, yeah. you can continue to ignore me because you don't know me. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was the um, it, it was really moving to me because I'm going again. Here's a very powerful world leader. Yeah, and we've seen so many poor examples of world leadership now. Oh yeah, from our own president to. 
kings and emperors and what all over the world. And here we have a person who essentially has a body of a billion people. He has a, sh a flock of more than that. And he's saying, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yep. So, what does it have to do with what we're doing today? Or what we're talking about today? This is a, a better example of Christianity. Yeah. What the nuns and priests that were indoctrinating these indigenous kids in and forcing them to it, and in the end, for some reason, slaughtering them if they didn't. Yeah. That's the logical end of the kind of decision that was made. But, yeah. And so... There are... Right. There's genocide everywhere yes, when there is forced religion. And there are people, because people... Religion is not one of the... You can make me use a different currency. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get me to believe a different theology. Right. And if you force me to do it, I will either fake it and probably be found out, or I will fight you and probably be killed. And then, you know, and, and why are they killing anybody? That's what's so shocking about the entire Oops, business. they did miss some of those commandments. Right. Got a little confusing up on this wall over here. Um, yeah, and a lot of the only judge is the one up there. You don't get to judge me. Exactly. You don't get to, and I'm not over here judging you. Yeah. And we'll see what happens at the end. So that's going to bring us to the end of this week's episode. We really appreciate you coming um, to listen to us today. Uh, we hope that you will do that in the future as we release these close to monthly if we can. The world is a crazy place. We don't want to swear at you. So we're doing our best over here. Um, if you like it, uh, please subscribe so that you always get the fresh ones because you never know when they're going to come out. And <laughs> leave us a review um, if you would. And you can share it with a friend. Get yeah. some people involved. Yes, we should. The more of us working together. Yeah. We have an internet home without workspodcast.com. Our show notes, links to stories we talk about, and notes for our episodes can be found there. We are also reachable at withoutworkspod at gmail.com, on Twitter at withoutworkspod, and on Facebook by searching withoutworkspodcast. Mm. All that information is in handy links on the website as well, so go over there and have a look around. I've been Amity, he's been Lemuel, and we urge you to stay masked, get vaccinated, and do something good. Everybody's got a little light under the sun.